Let us pray. Most loving and gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our heart, that we might hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So far as we've moved through this Epiphany season, we have heard in the readings Jesus proclaimed as King of the Jews, Son of God, Lamb of God, a Messiah, a preacher, and one who calls disciples. And now today we hear him proclaimed as teacher and exorcist. We see Jesus revealing himself and revealing the work that he's come to do. And all of the people who hear his teaching, who witness this exorcism, they're amazed, astonished at a new teaching with authority. And what they've not yet seen on the connection they've not yet made is this Jesus who's before them is that God who always was, who is, and who is to come. These different titles that we hear proclaimed about Jesus, they all start to point to the reality of the revelation that Jesus is God. And this God that's before us is that God that we've heard about throughout history, throughout the Old Testament. And as we're seated here today, that God who we hear proclaimed throughout the Gospels and the New Testament as well. So what they see as a new teaching, we're hopefully meant to connect here and now the unity of the work of God from the beginning of time through today. And in fact, in the epistle reading, Paul tries to remind uh, the Corinthians as he talks about the idols that we know that there is one God, the Father and the Son, the Spirit, through whom all things were created. And Jesus is the fullness of that revelation. And in fact, the psalm today really is a, a psalm of thanksgiving and points out to us the work of the Lord as we give thanks for his deeds are majestic his righteousness endures forever he caused his wonders to be remembered he is gracious and compassionate he provides food he has shown people the power of his works the works of his hands are faithful and just he is trustworthy he is steadfast he provides redemption and the psalm ends reminding us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what then is this fear of the Lord? What's the right fear of the Lord that we're to grasp? Does it mean that we just are super terrified and scared? That doesn't seem to be what God desires. But the fear of the Lord that we see, it begins in us as soon as we discover that God who has revealed himself to us today, this God whom we worship, is that God who we hear about throughout the scriptures. And he does the things still 
that we hear proclaimed in the psalm. That we don't gather here each week just to hear old stories from an old book about an old God who used to do things in the past. If that was all we were doing, uh, that would be quite a depressing faith where we just remember, remember a thousand years ago when God used to heal, when God used to restore, when God used to have mercy. Somebody should then rightly stand up and say, well, hey, what about today? And we're supposed to see that God is revealing himself to us today and God still does those things that we hear proclaimed about in the psalm. That God is this God and that God does these things. So when the right fear of the Lord takes a hold of our hearts, we are then lost in amazement and we're really awestruck and perhaps a little, a little scared for we discover that God from the beginning of time has not hated us or threatened us. But from the beginning of time, God has loved us and chosen us. God has made a covenant with us. God has been our helper long before we knew it. And will continue in that relationship. That's important for us to understand. That God is for His people. God loves His people. God desires to walk with us and work in our lives. Even before we knew God, it was God's work that drew us to Him. It's not like we did something on our own, super smart, and came to God. It was the work of the Holy Spirit, God Himself, that draws us to come to know Him to begin with. And then from that moment, He desires to continue to walk with us. And one of the things that is, is awe-inspiring is as we realize that this gift that God gives us, we really didn't merit it or earn it or deserve it. But it's the nature of God to give it to us freely. That ought to cause us to be amazed that the God of all creation lavishly pours His grace and mercy and love upon us and desires to walk with us in a deep, personal, intimate relationship. And if God is the God that we hear about who does all of these things in the past, that means that God is working today. And often it's easy to get distracted and think perhaps that what we face today is somehow unique in history and God is not really sure what to do and we're not sure if maybe this is just too much for God. You know, this is new territory. But if you, if you really look, there is nothing we face today that God has not been through and worked through and in in the past. For as we sit here, we're in the midst of a pandemic. There are political upheavals. There are financial challenges. The church is fighting. The diocese is in the midst of a transition in Episcopal leadership. And in the midst of all of that, we could say, uh, well, God doesn't know what to do. But if the reality is that this God today is that God who always was, who is and is to come, 
then we have to rest assured that this God has been through pandemics before and will see us through. That this God is that God who's been through plenty of political upheavals in nations throughout history. And this God will see us through. This God is that God who has been with people in the midst of plenty of economic struggles. And again, remains with us and see us through. And this God who we worship today is that God who has been through the church and with the church in its messiness from the beginning. This is not the first upheaval and fight in the church. The church has had upheaval since the beginning, right in Acts, right from the start. And this God is that God who saw the church through who has poured the Holy Spirit upon us. So I hope then that we sit here encouraged, even in the midst of unknowns, even in the midst of struggles, that this God who we worship is that God who is the all-powerful one. And we know the end of the story. The end of the story is Jesus returns again and a new heaven and a new earth are ushered in and God's people dwell with him forever in perfect unity where sin and death are defeated forever. That's the verdict that's already been rendered. We're headed there. We long for that day, but it's not a question mark. And so this God who we worship in the here and now is that God who worked in the past and is that God who is coming again to usher in the fullness of the kingdom where death and sin are defeated forever. So I pray that each of us will continue to ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts that we might see Jesus at work in our lives today. That we might know that God remains with us and that we might have confidence that this God who we love, who loves us, is that God who is, who was, and who is to come. And nothing is impossible with God. And throughout anything we, that we face, the promise of God is that He will remain with us always, even to the end of the age, to usher in the new creation. May the Holy Spirit open our eyes to see Christ at work today. And may we understand that the God working today is that God who always was working. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for your work in our lives. We know that you know full well the concerns of our hearts, the uncertainties of the times, and we place them all in your hand, trusting that you are still at work, that you will see us through, and that you will remain with us. May the Holy Spirit open the eyes of our hearts that each day we might come to see you more, more clearly at work in our lives, that we might come to know you more deeply in our relationship with you. And may we put our trust in you that you will see us through and your victory has already been won. In Jesus, we ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen.